if you're trying to impress girls, you know, do this with a bottle of wine. It's gonna be really, really cool. Oh, and simple, and simple is very simple. So you know, not gonna break the bank either. Broccoli, one broccoli costs you like fifty p. So mm. no. <laughs> I was gonna say that's not the that's not the that definitely is not the main part of your day. The, the main part of the day is probably wine plus Netflix and chill, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to get too personal right now. So, you know, let's talk about something else. <laughs> Welcome to the Compile Podcast, a show where two programmers talk about anything and everything. My name is Nick. I am the host of this podcast. In each episode, we will have a topic, and the goal of the episode is to compile the topic down to a list of essential points for our listeners. This week, we are joined by a recurring guest again, Yukun. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know what, Nick?、Um, it's really funny. Every single time we do these podcasts on the start, you say it's a podcast where two programmers talk about anything and everything. And I just realized I'm not a programmer. <laughs>、uh, yeah, it's it's a、uh, yeah. I wrote the script a long time ago. I just、oh, I、yeah. just stuck with it. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I think I need to go back to your、uh, imposter syndrome episode to you know help myself out. That one, funny enough, is I think the most.、Uh, oh, actually, no. That w- used to be the most、uh, viewed episode, and then your episode about、uh, working out actually became the、uh, the proverbial favorite. So, <laughs>、uh, wow. so yeah, I'm really flattered. <laughs> yeah,、uh, how's it going?、Uh, is it still pretty chill at home, or have you started to leave the flat? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can pretty much, you know. Go everywhere you need to. I don't know、yeah. how. I don't know how things are in the UK though. How 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 does it look? How does it look like in London? Um, it hasn't changed too much for me personally. Uh, I mean, it's definitely uh disheartening to see the news every day and see like you know seven hundred people died uh today and uh stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, it's I think uh. You know, one one good thing that has happened this week is the weather has turned really nice, and、mm. uh, I think in the next week we're looking at like high, maybe a high of like eighteen, nineteen degrees per day, which is like awesome. Uh, even though you can't really go outside, but you know, yeah, that's a shame because the weather is so nice right now. Literally, I have you seen that meme on Facebook where they show like typical British weather and it's like all rainy. And it's so gloomy, and then there's like COVID nineteen weather. It's super sunny outside. Yeah, I think a few weeks before uh the, uh the lockdown was implemented, it was it was like that already. It was um really bad during the week, and then on the weekend it started going really well, and then everybody went to the parks, and <laughs> and then there was a lockdown. So, uh, but yeah. I was watching. I was watching、uh, an episode、uh, on on the、um, what's the show called on the John Oliver show,、uh, last week tonight. That's that's the one.、Uh, I was watching an episode on、mm-hmm. coronavirus, and、uh, he was talking about you know、uh, other countries' response、um, since the outbreak, and it was funny because in Vietnam they did、um, they did a. Pop song <laughs> to、uh, to sort of tell people to wash their hands and protect themselves from、uh, from from COVID nineteen. <laughs> and I I listened to it. I'm ashamed to say I'm not ashamed, but like I'm I can't believe how much I like the song. To be honest, like I'm gonna link it in the in the description. And、um, it's it's become like a super uh memeable. Uh, based on TikTok, lots、really? of people are, are dancing to it. So, but you、yeah. like the song. The song is really good. The song is really,、oh, wow. really good. I mean, I can't play it because of copyright. No, I I haven't I haven't heard it, but you know, just yeah, just the thought of having a pop song about washing your hands sounds yeah sounds really corny to me. <laughs> I'll send you I'll send you a link、uh, after the after the show. <laughs> maybe you should maybe you should attach a link to the podcast so everyone can listen to it. Yeah, yeah I definitely definitely <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do that and、uh, you know. This this just a snippet of fun that you can do、uh, during the time. I think in the UK、uh, also there's posts on Instagram that you can have fun with, and you know during the times where everybody has to stay at home, and you know these these are the ways I think social media are used for good and、uh, yeah, lift people's spirits. Yeah, definitely. I think technology's been you know the saver for this whole outbreak. I mean,、um, I've been following. 
quite a lot of industry news with uh, the sports world and you know sports leagues like um, the NBA like um, even British horse racing they're um, they're doing all all of these like virtual sports events instead of you know real sports events is is amazing they're using yeah. you know 3d modeling to essentially create like a video game but not actually played by but not a video game but rather just a video of the yeah. game it's insane right they use they, they were using artificial intelligence to make all these games possible and, and you know it, it's crazy because the main drivers behind doing all of this are the sports betting companies is because they want to continue the betting business okay so you know they need they need people to have something to bet for is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was funny i was i was watching nba the other day um you know the season's been suspended for uh i think almost a month now i i'm not a particular big nba fan i like to watch the games and uh what they did i think was you know there's there's this game called nba 2k which is you know um a video game where you play yeah. Uh, you actually play an NBA game, and then they just got yeah, they got those uh, NBA players to play those games. Yeah. yeah, they got players to actually play games against each other, yeah. and th- there's a tournament that's ongoing. Uh, you know, it's really fun. Uh, if you like basketball and you're sort of starved with uh, with any sports content like me, uh, it's a it's a good it's a good um, substitute. Yeah, it's crazy because because I know they uh, they're broadcasting it on ESPN in America. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's what that's what I was talking about. Um, yeah, I I watched one and <laughs> it was yeah it, it was just ex- just typical NBA game. You don't plus the bit you don't see about how much shit people talk to each other because <laughs> <laughs> they do that in actual games. They just don't get picked up by the by the audio. Okay. But now you like there's a there's a camera in front right in front of you and then you're you're talking as you're playing. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's not family friendly. If you if you have kids, I wouldn't watch that. But um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Cool. Uh, okay. Um, I think that's uh, a little bit of chit chat just to kick stuff in. Uh, this week we're talking about something that we've discussed um a couple of weeks ago, uh, about you know, uh, dieting. I wouldn't say dieting. It's more like you know, eating during the uh, during the quarantine mm-hmm. and um to avoid getting chubby or getting a getting a isolation cut i think that's that was the phrase that was yeah or or maybe just you know in general i would say nutrient deficiency in a way because a lot of people start eating shit and um their food choices start getting all whacked up and things could happen in a in a bad way essentially Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely uh yeah, so this week I think uh what's gonna be different uh for compared to other top uh, other episodes is that I'm not gonna be able to talk too much on this because uh if you know me like personally if anybody knows me personally they know that you know my personal health the biggest problem with me has has always been um dieting or like eating healthy. Uh, it's not so much dieting it's just about eating healthy and that's the one area that I always fall short uh, which is why I'm still unable to cut down the last no I think you I think you eat a pretty pretty healthy diet you probably just probably just eat too much I did for a while <laughs> I <laughs> I did for a while I definitely um, I was definitely very healthy uh, when I was in America yeah yeah because you came back you came back way um way slimmer yeah it's a, it, it was just a lot of lot of moving about because i lived in the i lived in, in north carolina without a car and uh you pretty pretty much have to walk places and my grocery run is an hour walk back and wow. forth and <laughs> um that's insane yeah with a car it's like 10 minutes it's ridiculous yeah. like um but yeah and i think you know at the time there was a lot more exercise in my life i was going I was going to the gym twice a day every wow. day. Um that was <laughs> but now it's like it's impossible to do with a with a 9 to 5. I mean it's not impossible it's just I I couldn't really balance it with work as well. Um but yeah and then the definitely the bit that has slowed down for me and uh I've not done well historically is just eating healthy. I think over the last winter especially 
you know, with the Christmas breaks and you know, with all of the uh, festive uh, stuff, it's it's more. It's a lot of sugar, a lot of fat, and yeah, I've definitely gained some weight because of that. And it's okay. Everybody does, so don't worry. <laughs> cool, but you've you've stayed uh in shape pretty much uh throughout uni, as far as I can remember. I've never remembered you as like gained a lot. I mean, you've gained weight, but that's not because of uh dieting. That's only because you were bulking for um you know you're you're gaining muscle weight basically. Yeah, well, um, I would say I would say I'm, I'm I was very lucky because I was born into a family that takes a lot of care when it comes to you know food choices when it comes to what we put in our mouth so quite naturally you know from a very young age i start to understand these just very simple principles about uh, what kind of food choices are good for you and what kind of food choices are bad for you i don't really you know back then i didn't really understand why um but i just kind of blindly follow them and you know when, when you were raised in a family that's so used to eating something, you know, so used to eating vegetables, so used to eating lean meat. Um, you kind of just stick to it because that's that becomes what you like. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I was really lucky in that aspect. Yeah. So I guess, you know, really what I wanted to do, I, I mean, what I really want you to do uh, for, for this episode is sort of like spread these or, or that's a bad word, uh, pass this knowledge uh, to... Um, to your audience and um, to myself really and see if see if we can make any difference for our lives as well um yeah i would gladly do so yeah i, I think you've mentioned uh you know a, a bit of a uh principle in terms of eating and um why don't you give us like your first tip of that okay okay definitely uh well before i start i just wanted to make a very very serious disclaimer i'm not a doctor i'm not an expert uh i i'm not a dietitian so these are just, you know, my personal advices um, based on people I talk to, you know, things I read and my own experiences. It's not strictly medical advice. So don't treat this like a Bible because if you get into trouble, I'm not going to be liable. Um, that's very, yeah, that's very anyway. important there. <laughs> Once we get the legal disclaimer out of the way, now I can talk whatever I want to say. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's how stuff works. I'll try, I'll try my best. I'll try my best to be sensible, obviously. Um, so <laughs> the first thing is, I think, you know, especially during the self-quarantine period, I think it's very important for everyone to, you know, continue eating a balanced diet. Um, I know, Nick, you're really lucky because you work at Google and, um, you know, Google has this amazing welfare for is employees, which is, you know, they have massive canteens where you can eat a buffet of all kinds of food, mm. all kinds of cuisines from all over the world. That's honestly, you know, the first time you took me to your office and you took me to the canteen, I was in shock. It was really, really cool. And the good thing about it is um, all the food choices in there are, you know, on the healthier side. It's not terrible. It's not like all McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It's not like all Pizza Hut. It's actually gourmet, well-cooked, and well-selected food items, vegetables, meat, um, carbohydrates, you know, what have you, is, is really nice. And I think a lot of people, when they stop working, when they, you know, when they stop, when they get out of their daily work or whatever routine that they were in and get into this stay-at-home mm-hmm. thing, they kind of throw away all of the habits that they used to have. I think that that creates a pressure on your, you know, on your three meals a day. What are you going to eat when it comes to lunchtime, when it comes to dinner time? Start wondering, start worrying. And if you're not prepared beforehand, chances are you're probably going to order a pizza or, you know, go on Deliveroo and see which chicken place. So definitely i've i've found uh i've fallen in that trap many, many times in my life. And <laughs> funny enough, that was that used to be, uh, you know, that used to be my um, cheat day meal because I, I I really like fried chicken sometimes and uh, you know there's there's a pretty good place next to where I live and they have delivery so uh, it used to be the case when every Wednesday when when I finish my uh, 
weekly podcast recording, I will have a, I'll get a, a, a delivery because I, I wouldn't be able to <laughs> cook, uh, cook anything, uh, you know, at 8 p.m. I mean, I could, but you know, I don't want to. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I understand the struggle for sure. I understand yeah. the struggle. I have been there multiple. Yeah, times. what's changed for me though is you know since the since the lockdown. Um, uh, we've essentially not been able to, as you said, like the canteen and all of the um, the food benefits is not there anymore for us. And uh, what we had to do or what I had to do was uh, a lot of cooking at home and mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't too much for me because I, I like cooking to, to start to begin with. So, um, you know, it's not like a huge uh, effort on my side. However, mm-hmm. I do find, you know, uh, being being totally responsible for your whole diet, uh, and you know they require you know you gotta make a lot of plannings, and you gotta make sure you don't, uh, you know you don't buy you don't buy unbalanced stuff because that's that's the one problem for me that I found. Like if I go out and buy, I don't know, like f- three kilos of beef and nothing else, I'm just gonna have steak every day, and uh, that's obviously not yeah. good. And th- don't do that. And um so yeah do you feel like um that's something that people should watch out for or definitely definitely people people 100 percent need to watch out for this and i think you know there's nothing really complex about this i feel like uh most especially most of the young people that um that i've either met or lived with or you know with whatever kind of interaction i i found one thing that was quite um quite unusual to me but i suppose is uh, is a very common occurrence is that a lot of people neglect vegetables um especially in the western countries i felt like you know vegetables says they have such a bad reputation especially from a you know especially in the eyes of children um, yeah i personally i personally blame the i personally blame the way vegetables are being cooked in most of the western cuisines um just because people don't you know put a lot of seasoning into it i mean which is not cooking not like, right it's just a salad basically. it's just it's like boiling um yeah that's pretty much it and then you have salt pepper in england you probably have brown sauce on the side which i never figured out what's in the sauce but you know um anyway i i, I felt like even though even though you you can't suddenly learn how to make vegetables tasty which i would definitely suggest people to invest time in and learn but if you can't do that you you still need to force yourself to eat vegetables like you need to eat your vegetables they're so important in terms of keeping a well balanced diet you can eat you know aside from vegetables everything else you can eat whatever you want really you can have fried chicken on the side you can have whatever but you need to have a fair share of fresh or frozen vegetables to you know almost like counteract or balance it out so then you're still getting some kind of vitamins you're still getting some kind of minerals you're still getting some kind of um like healthy fibers and whatnot yeah it will it will help it will help to you know alleviate a lot of digestive pressure on your stomach for sure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. definitely uh yeah i I think you know speaking on the side of not eating vegetables i think this was something that i was told repeatedly growing up and uh by parents or any really any caretaker that's um that had uh that had our uh our health you know in their hearts but mm-hmm. we just like completely threw it away and uh, i definitely felt you know uh i i don't like completely not eat vegetable by the way i i do have some uh a few ones that i, that I always go to uh, a few stables but mm-hmm. uh i'm i do feel like it's very limited it's not close to enough uh in the quantity and diversity that i yeah. would need um mm. so yeah why don't you sort of uh, I don't know if you want to get into this already, but why why don't we sort of uh list a few, uh a few sort of staple vegetables that you know it's easy to easy to buy, easy to keep, and you know uh whether uh fresh or frozen, and you know and they also give you vast uh health benefits. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can I can suggest a few go-to vegetables um, that I would usually pick out when I go to the supermarkets or grocery stores. Obviously, I don't live in the UK right now, so I don't really know what the availabilities are like on these specific vegetables. But I would say, you know, in a perfect world where everything's available, I would definitely go for these choices. Um, you know, first of all, a lot of people don't like asparagus, but I love asparagus. I think it's just the taste, especially if you cook it correctly, you know, if you if you bake it in the oven for about five to eight minutes, when it comes out, the tips are crispy. It's amazing. You just sprinkle some salt and pepper on top and you're done. And it's so it's so simple and, and it's such a great replacement for fries. If you're mm. having say if you're ha- having a, if you're trying to make Nando's in your home, you know, instead of having fries on the side, you can actually have asparagus. I think they do. I I actually think they do in Nando's. Uh I don't know if it's asparagus or they they definitely have some sort of salad dish uh on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I'm sure they do. I think uh they have those like long stand broccolis, which is also really cool. Um I like those a lot. Oh yeah. What's the difference between that and broccolini? Is there a difference? I think it's the same thing. It's the same. It? Okay. <laughs> broccolini broccolini is just the baby broccolis with like really long stems. Okay. And I think they're probably also called long stand broccolis. I don't know. Okay. I I'm see. not really uh yeah, I'm not really an expert in plants, but <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, when I when I put it in my mouth, I I feel the same. Mm. So <laughs> I don't really care about the differences. <laughs> Maybe was, it is. It was not an attempt at a joke. I put, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it would be a dead joke. Anyway, um, as I was saying, asparagus would be really great, mostly, mostly for its uh, anti-inflammatory properties. Also, is is really well packed with you know vitamins like vitamin C, vitamin E, and minerals like you know zinc, magnesium. These are definitely you know, really, really essential um, to our overall well-being. So I would, I would definitely recommend asparagus. Although I do know that in England, asparagus are packed in tiny, tiny packages, and they're pretty expensive. I think for what a small bunch costs you like sometimes two pounds even. Depends so on where you buy it. For... Yeah, depends on where yeah, you buy yeah, it. Yeah. Um, um, I mean. When I go for asparagus, I go to Little to buy asparagus. I don't go to anywhere. I don't go anywhere else. I can only afford Little asparagus. Um, so yeah. Um, but you know, if you want a cheaper sort of cheaper substitute for that, you can go for you know broccoli or cauliflower, which are you know equally nice um, in terms of their nut- nutritious properties. You know, broccoli is really high in vitamin C, and on top of that, it also has, I think, if I remember correctly, it has six different types of uh, B-type vitamins and vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin K, you know, the whole deal is is generally really, really healthy. Yeah, I think, uh, let me let me interrupt here a little bit. I think broccoli yeah. definitely is one of the most staple things that I've heard during like a healthy mm-hmm. diet uh, plan. It's, it's say like chicken and broccoli, right? Chicken and broccoli. Um, yeah. I've tried it for a year. I actually have this uh experience in uh in my second year of uni where I ate steamed chicken and broccoli for a whole year. Like not a whole like uh, not every meal, wow. but definitely every day for for a whole year. So you've so you've been to hell. Basically. Exactly. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> that was exactly that was so hard and that was uh I I don't suggest I don't you know, imagine anybody could enjoy that. So mm. uh I uh I, I this might be a bit early to to get into this, but do you have any particular sort of dish or ways to cook broccoli that will make it a little bit more, um, how should I say, um, tolerable? Well, um, I would definitely suggest you when it comes to broccoli, it's actually the same way as you would cook asparagus. So I make these broccoli chips. Uh, I don't cut I don't cut the broccoli into exactly tiny tiny thin chips but i just cut them into slightly smaller florets as you would normally see 
um, in, you know, restaurants. Because, you know, those restaurants, florets, they're like gigantic. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably, I probably cut like, cut them into smaller sizes, maybe one third or one fourth of the normal size. And I just, you know, lay them out on a oven tray and just put it into the oven. You know, sprinkle, obviously beforehand, you sprinkle some olive oil, salt and pepper on top and whatever other seasoning you like, you can put in some uh, chili flakes can, uh, or you can just dash some paprika or whatever to make it tasty mm. and just chuck it into the oven for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Take it out is amazing. Um, I think I did it on around 200 degrees. Came out perfect. And definitely, guys, if you're trying to impress girls, I know you can't really go on dates right now, so uh, just save this idea for later. But if you're trying to impress girls, you know, do this with a bottle of wine. It's going to be really, really cool. Oh. And simple. And simple. It's very simple. So, you know, not going to break the bank either. Broccoli, one broccoli costs you like 50p. So, Mm. you know. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say that's not the that's not the that definitely is not the main part of your date. The, the main part of the date is probably wine plus Netflix and chill, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to get too personal right now. So, you know, let's talk about something else. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, any anything else? I think you mentioned cauliflowers as well, right? Yeah, cauliflower is really good. Cauliflower. Um, I used to make these cauliflower rice. If you, if you put if you have a food processor, you can you know grind cauliflower into small granules, or uh, you can also you can also make cauliflower rice with a blender. Although it might break the blender sometimes, mm. so be very careful with it. Um, or you can just cut it, right? Like it's not impossible to cut it into. Well, you you definitely need to chop it like a lot. Yeah. Um. Is you know, it it works. You can, you can do it. I think it's probably gonna. Take you about an hour for each broccoli. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, each cauliflower. Sorry, yeah, it does take a long time. I because when I when I didn't have a food processor, I I tried cutting it, and then you know it took me a long time, but it worked. And then I was like, okay, so this is great. Um, I'm gonna do it with my blender, and I broke my blender with it. So yeah, blenders are not. That's really when I realized I need to food. buy a food processor for it. So I really learned it a hard way. So mm-hmm. if you if you're trying to make this, go for the food processor. It would it would definitely help you mm-hmm. a lot. And also you can make cauliflower uh, flour. So you you can blend it even even nicer. To I did that to make pizza dough. So mm. I, I did a cauliflower pizza. That's very cool. I've never heard of it, but. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, the recipe is all over YouTube. A lot of people try to make it. They basically use cauliflower as a low-carb um, substitute for pretty much any any carbohydrate that you would eat. So cauliflower pizza, definitely look it up. It's, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else? Uh, I would say probably one last thing uh, is purple purple cabbage. Yeah, I think purple it's called cabbage, red, red cabbage pers- in the UK, right? Or, or is it yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Well, it looks purple, so to me, it's purple. <laughs> what is it called again? Red cabbage. I think if you red go cabbage. to, okay, if you go to, cabbage. like, if you actually look at the label, it says red cabbage. Or, okay, okay. Or, red or cabbage. Stuff like that. But um, yeah, it doesn't matter. It looks purple, basically. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I think, I personally think this vegetable is uh, an unsung hero in many, in many cases. Especially in the UK, because I felt like whenever I go to the supermarkets, nobody buys red cabbage at all. No, it's not. It's not really common here. Yeah. Yeah, but but they're they're mostly available in most of the big shops. So I'll definitely suggest people to buy it, um, because I don't know. In China, we eat them quite a lot. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much a almost like a staple salad. I don't. Yeah, it's the same in America. This is like part of part of coastal, right? So. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, everywhere. I mean, people people give it nicknames like you know they say, is a cancer fighter because of is, you know, is really rich in antioxidants and also this thing called anthocyanin. 
<laughs> I don't really know if I pronounce that right. I probably butchered the name. Yeah. By the way, we did we we spent like <laughs> we spent like a minute before the recording just to make sure we we call this correctly, and I don't think we did. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think I pronounced it correctly, but you know, it's spelled as A N T H O C Y A N I N. So. Uh, for anyone that's interested, look it up. It's really, really good. Basically, it's the same. It's the coloring agent that makes the cabbage red or purple. That's basically what it is. And it's also, you can also find this in blueberries. So, you know, fruits or vegetables of this similar color that have this. And is a very strong, very potent type of antioxidant. Mm-hmm. Super good for your health. So definitely, definitely go for that because it could boost your immune system. Yeah, I w- uh just cu- just out of curiosity, how do you how do you cook how do you cook uh red cabbage? Do you just like braise it with vinegar or uh or you just cut it and make it as a salad? I mean, sometimes I make it into a salad. That would probably be the most common use, but um sometimes I try to, you know, be fancy. If I had more time, I would try to make it into a soup. Mm. Um you know those like Russian red type of soups that they have with red cabbage with um i think to the one with the potato no. potato yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay it was, it was that one okay i have some recollection um, but I, I, I don't know the name but i don't want to yeah, <laughs> attempt I, I to say it i don't really remember the name i don't want to you know i don't want to embarrass myself anymore so <laughs> i'm just gonna call it a russian red soup <laughs> yeah we probably should have done some research but on this I'm one i'm sure but... i'm sure people know what it is mm-hmm. so it's okay yeah so that's that pretty much is you know most of the vegetables i would go for and ob- some very obvious choices like spinach uh like kale you know and also a lot of people hate garlic but garlic is really really good mm-hmm. it's just a it's just a smell like after you eat it yeah, yeah your breath's gonna stink i think that's that's why people kind of you know uh are, are repellent to it mm-hmm. people don't like garlic mm-hmm. but, i mean you're staying at home you're not really going anywhere meeting anyone so yeah if you stink you just stink by yourself so eat garlic yeah it it does taste very good like (laughs) think about you know uh uh pizza hut oh that's a bad example think about like uh gourmet gourmet italian restaurants with like a garlic butter ciabatta right yeah that sounds pretty good right (laughs) i saved myself i i started with pizza hut (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay uh there's one particular thing I, I just want to mention it really quickly uh there's one particular thing you wrote in the outline that i thought was very interesting you wrote you wrote seaweed and this is mm. this is not something that i incorporate into my uh into my vegetable uh collection at all um what yeah. what's this about well i i went for seaweed mostly for its uh mostly for its richness in minerals um you know because it's it's soaked in the ocean most of the time so most people think it's garbage but uh, actually seaweed is really really rich in a ton of different types of minerals mm-hmm. uh, especially potassium which is good for your health and um, is a is a great source of potassium you don't necessarily get very convenient sources of potassium elsewhere you can get it from bananas mm-hmm. um, and a few other fruits mm-hmm. and vegetables but is is rarely seen so seaweed has a very high concentration of that oh yeah i'm not i'm not encouraging people to eat a ton of seaweed obviously because it's not suitable for everyone mm-hmm. um especially those people that have uh what's it called the hyperthyroid uh, uh-huh yeah and syndrome Mm -hmm. yeah so for those people be very careful when it comes to eating seaweed Mm -hmm. but i think for the general public this is something that general healthy public is is really really good for you you know have have some seaweed once in a while maybe once a week or so yeah this is is it can't hurt yeah we definitely had this uh this experience not not recently but last winter when when it was getting cold Caprice went out to the Asian market and bought like because you can buy seaweed, uh, dry seaweed, right? You can you can just buy mm-hmm. them in bulk. So she bought like a whole bag and and then a pack of miso. And you know when it yeah. gets really cold, when I come back from home, uh, come back from work really cold, you just whip out the the uh, the old miso soup with a tiny bit of seaweed, and it, that was that was pretty good. And if yeah, you yeah, if you have definitely. access to miso and and seaweed, definitely give that a shot. 
Yeah, or if you just buy, you know, dried seaweed, seaweed and just eat it as a snack, it's still, still good. I mean, that's that's what we used to do as kids, don't we? Yeah, but those are processed, right? They they're not like yeah, it's, true, it's not the one. True, true, I think though, if you just buy like dry seaweed and eat it directly, it's gonna be too salty, or, or like uh, yeah. it's very hard, or, or like it's it's not gonna be a pleasant experience. I I would soak it in water or do some <laughs> or or do some um. Uh, processing oh you mean the big ones you mean the thick ones like kelp like really really thick and dark yeah i I thought you meant like the seaweed chips oh i see um yeah i think that oh that might work actually i don't know (laughs) you you can definitely snack on seaweed chips but you know the the real deal you probably need to work for it (laughs) yeah um yeah that's cool i I think you know we've these are these are the list of vegetables that we think uh people or myself don't use uh enough in our in our daily um uh food selection and we should probably incorporate some of them in and yeah uh i think this the only bit of uh this only bit of thing that i would mention especially during now is uh, you don't get a lot of time. You don't get a lot of chance to go to the grocery store every day. Uh, do you restock your uh your vegetables? Uh, so I think you know, uh, one thing that I've started to adopt and um I think is useful is try to buy it in bulk and uh and then just freeze it if necessary because a lot of these yeah. vegetables are freezable. Uh, the only bit for me, the only bit that's not doable is is cucumber. I can't freeze cucumber. Um, can you actually freeze these fresh vegetables? Or you can just buy them frozen, right? You can buy frozen um yeah, yeah, uh, no, broccoli to start with. Frozen one. Yeah, you and f- frozen kale. F- yeah. You froze oh yeah, kale. Kale can be frozen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you live uh in the UK or somewhere else where uh um grocery runs are not exactly an easy thing to do, uh, you know, consider some uh some ways to uh to buy frozen you can buy frozen spinach i know that for sure um Mm -hmm. and broccoli uh you know these are these are two um two good ones to to stock up on and you know because they're frozen they they last essentially forever and peas right in in the uk you have to have peas and um so yeah you know don't i guess really the the point was like don't be afraid of frozen vegetables they're not like they they might not be as fresh uh as mm. you know uh as you will buy in in the fresh uh produce aisle but still they they have uh they still have a fair amount of uh, nutritional values and uh yeah yeah you should not knock on them <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I, I would say it's better than nothing you know is when when you have to go for the frozen ones you, you kind of have to go for it but mm-hmm. obviously if if you can choose to get some fresh ones yeah go for that yeah, I think especially now, uh, I think the the supermarket uh resupply uh has been has been a bit leveled, and for me definitely when I go to my local Sainsbury's, uh, you know every fresh meat is there, every um, most of the most of the vegetables are there. Uh, I I couldn't get ginger yesterday, which was a piss to me. Um, yeah, but you can get if you're not looking for ginger or like any stuff that like stuff that might not be restocked very often then i think you'd be yeah 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 definitely cool i think uh apart from you know apart from eating vegetables there's also um you know because you're not going out so much your uh as we discussed the the other week you know your um your energy expenditure is not that much as as it would have been Mm -hmm. before uh do you think it makes sense to to sort of eat less or or how do you how do you like limit uh to not take so many calories i think there's definitely a need to uh limit your total calorie intake to some extent um that is if you're actually becoming less active than you usually do because i know there are freaks out there who actually exercise more than they usually can (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so some people might end up uh burning more calories than their normal working days but for most people i i'd say you know without all the walking um you're probably becoming a lot more sedentary than you already are and 
you probably, you know, it, it would definitely be reflected uh, through your appetite as well. You probably don't feel hungry anymore. And you probably wake up and you don't feel like having breakfast mm -hmm. or when it's lunchtime, but you have to wait till like 2 or 3 p.m. to feel hungry and eat something. Then you're not hungry at 6 to eat dinner. Yeah, and then you're not hungry again at 6 or 7 and you have to wait till the Spanish dinner time. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's, it's okay. It, it might work for some people, but um, a general advice would be, you know, limit your total calorie intake if you feel like you you're not if you're if you feel like you're not burning as much as you usually do, so then your body will stay in its homeostasis. Um. So, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people try to delete a meal from their day because they don't feel hungry at the time. Um, I find that to be really really bad because I I've actually spoken to a lot of people that does that. Mm -hmm. Uh. I don't know if that's the right thing. I mean, do you do it? Do you know anybody that does it? I don't, but I think Caprice does every now and then. Cause she, um, her, uh, apart like up to now, uh, before before she started her new job, she's been like staying at home most of the time because of the quarantine, obviously. Um, mm. what happens? Yeah, exactly. What happens is that she will have lunch late, and then by dinner time, she won't be as hungry, and sometimes she just like skip it completely, and uh. This is not to knock on her, but you know, yeah. I, I, as you said, like I, I also have skepticism about like actually skipping meals altogether because I think you know, mm. um, your body has a rhythm of, of, uh, activity, right? So it's like, I, yeah. I, before this, you know, I you have like three times a day, your body knows to digest food, uh, and then it does its thing and whatnot. So it has a it has a has a reg uh, a rhythm and a routine, and you know disrupting it might not be that good does that make sense yeah that's exactly what i was going for because i feel like um you know simply just eliminating one of your meals will will probably make you hungrier for the next one or for the other meals that you have mm -hmm. so when you're when you're more hungry you probably end up overeating mm. so then in total you although you only ate two meals but the overall calories you've taken in throughout the day is probably going to be higher than, say, what you would normally eat. Yeah, definitely. Because you, you might just like wake up the second day uh, and then have, I don't know, uh, pizza for breakfast or something like something really, yeah. really, really bad, yeah. right? Because you, you'd be essentially, you'd be like starving for, I don't know, like 10 hours. 15 hours or something like that and then then you become extremely hungry and <laughs> you just go nuts right yeah it's, it's definitely really really bad for you and just just as you said you know is it's best not to disrupt your bodily routines um your stomach releases acid at a certain time to digest food and you you should feel hungry mm -hmm. but because you're not moving as much you don't really feel the urge to eat but you you should still try to eat something so my advice would be just eat a little less in each meal that you would normally have mm -hmm. so maybe you know for your breakfast if you eat five pieces of french toast eat three or eat four and for lunch if you have a, a, a 10 ounce steak have six or seven mm. you know for dinner whatever you have have a bit less just cut back on you know on the small parts but make sure you're still eating make sure you're still in the same rhythm so when you have to go back to work which is eventually what everyone should do mm -hmm. you won't feel too out of place you won't feel like your life's out of whack and you have to adjust it back yeah definitely i think you know it, it definitely makes sense to uh to cut for for uh for you know just caloric intake wise and the way to do it is not to to not have a meal and eat uh normally if not more because you're gonna overeat as 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 you yeah. said you're gonna overeat and uh you know it's better to say uh just cut like maybe a quarter out of each meal but still have that meal and uh you know in the end you will have cut, you would have cut like maybe a quarter of uh of your food intake and that yeah. would be that would be a that would be enough, right? 
sort of. Yeah, it will be enough for sure. And I think the key to not overeat is to actually enjoy your food. Hmm. Okay. This is something that I'm not doing, and uh, we're all. Yeah. I know. I know. Because I I do the same too. I I just rush through my food because I'm not really thinking about anything when I eat. I'm so focused on that plate. I just want to get everything into my stomach mm. and get it over with. That's literally what I do every single time I eat. Yeah. But um, I think now you know we're working from home. We're staying home most of the time, so we have time now to actually enjoy our food. So why not? Do it.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to do it consciously, though. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to slow yourself down. You have to slow yourself down sometimes. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's mostly because your body needs time to realize you're actually full. So then, if you're eating too fast, your your body is like, oh, um, I don't know how much you're eating. I just know you have a certain amount of time to eat. So. Is only gonna tell you, okay, I'm full after like say ten or twenty minutes.、Mm. But maybe in the min in the space of the ten or twenty minutes, you had like ten burgers. <laughs> so you you know what I mean? It, it's a very extreme example, but that's、mm-hmm. that's that's how those like food fighters eat. You know those those,、ah, those guys go to those eating competitions. They eat really fast.、Mm-hmm. Is because after a certain time they're full, so they can't eat anymore.、Mm. Yeah, this was a joke、uh, in our in our flat、um, where、uh, I think Caprice says this a lot. Like I will spend maybe an hour to cook something, like cook a dish, and then spend two minutes to eat it. <laughs>、um, that's not、yeah. it's not as extreme as that, but it's definitely unbalanced in that regard. Like the time I take to prepare a meal、uh, versus the time I take to eat the meal is is definitely like. Two to one, or or even worse. And <laughs> no, I know, I know, I I do exactly the same thing. I do exactly the same. I think most guys do that. Yeah, most guys would probably be on that side. It's it's also because like I recently started doing this weird thing where, uh, I I used to just make food and eat it, and now I'm trying to make some food, make some uh some sort of dish, but also make it look nice because I gotta post something、yeah. on Instagram and. <laughs> And doing that and then, took so long. And then the long, whole time、man. you're making your food, you're just thinking about how you're gonna eat it. So when you're actually ready to eat it, you just go all in. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, so yeah, maybe I should stop posting on Instagram. Just... <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should. You know,、mm. those minutes when you're post when you're writing your caption, your your stomach is crying. Yeah, definitely.、So. Um. <laughs> Cool. Um, any other um tips that yeah you've got like as a general tip towards eating or I would I would say I would say probably counting calories.、Mm. Counting calories might work. Um, I know some people that use this app on their phones called My Fitness Pal,、mm-hmm. and I used to do that as well. I think I did it for a whole year. Yeah, you did you did it for a long time. Are、uh, you were. Yeah, you were adamant about like logging every single thing, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it became it slowly developed into a like a compulsive behavior, and then I realized it's not healthy for my, you know, for my mind. <laughs> so I I stopped doing it, and you know, I turned out fine. So, um, it's something that you can use if you feel like counting calories give you more reassurance.、Mm-hmm. But I would I wouldn't count on, you know. Actually, counting your calories because first of all, nobody is like perfectly good at、uh, doing all those maps. You know, these softwares they have their drawbacks, which is those units that they use. And say, for example, if you're eating rice, they say like one cup. I have no idea what one cup means.、Mm. Um, you know, this how much rice is in one cup is completely different、uh, when it's dry and after it's cooked. So there's a lot of like inaccuracies、mm-hmm. in these little details when it comes to counting your calories,、mm-hmm. um, and also what are the chances of people actually, you know, logging in every single food item that they have、mm-hmm. throughout the whole day into the software is too crazy because sometimes when you when we eat we don't think、mm-hmm. definitely especially when you cook it because like are you gonna count the one tablespoon of olive oil that you put into the pan as well like, exactly it's so crazy it, it, I mean I I didn't know how I did that it was just insane 
I granted I was really bored that year, so <laughs> the only thing I had going on in my life was just counting calories. But um, <laughs> but I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend this. It, it's gonna drive some people insane. So definitely don't do it. It also is not good if you're in a relationship because it's definitely gonna drive your girlfriend nuts. Um, especially if your girlfriend likes ice cream, which most girls do. So, mm. um, yeah, just for most guys out there, it's not a safe thing to do. Um, especially right now, you know, if you're self-quarantining with your girlfriend, and you're both stuck in this place and you're going crazy with your calories. Yeah, I wouldn't say if it's a lost cause completely because it definitely has some merit. No, uh, it, it in, helps. Yeah, in, yeah, in sort of getting uh, a gauge on how how much or how many calories you are intaking however you mm-hmm. know treat it with a grain of salt and pun intended and uh don't go too crazy on it and uh you know it's just yeah. a ballpark of what how much you're eating it's not like a hundred percent accurate it's not even close to like maybe no eighty percent it's not even close i mean you know e- even after a long time of practice i still feel like sometimes my calorie counting is a bit off like i can be off by like 50 100 maybe sometimes even 200 calories a day. The thing is, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because as long as you're eating healthy food, mm-hmm. as long as you're you know, eating slowly and make sure you're, you get to a point where you feel satisfied but you're not completely stuffed mm-hmm. and you just stop, mm-hmm. you know, your body works the best way to tell you how to stop eating and maintain itself. So, yeah. I feel like if you do that, you know, if if you do uh everything else that we've discussed, and then, uh, and then you also you also log your calories, it's not gonna be uh even that is not gonna come like too high, right? If you make sure mm-hmm. you eat a fair amount of uh of vegetables, which fills up pretty quickly, and they eat it very slowly, not very slowly, but like in a in a reasonable place where reasonable pace, yeah, where you stop when you are actually feel full and. If you do that, your calorie intake wouldn't be that crazy anyway. So, no, yeah. no, it won't be. It's just a, it's just a, uh, you know, I treat it more as a, as a red flag. If if something, if sometimes it goes over, to like uh, to some value, then it means you know you probably need to watch out. But uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like meticulously check it every single day. That would, that would not, uh, that would not be, be healthy for my brain to be honest <laughs> no no um I'll, I'll tell you what i'll tell you this when i was when i was doing it um i think you know a big part of my day goes into thinking about what i'm gonna eat next mm. which is not healthy um especially when you have stuff to do especially when you actually need to focus on other things you know more important things mm-hmm. but all you can think about is maps in your head. You're like Rayman, just all these numbers going through your head and you're trying to figure out, okay, I just had 200 grams of carbs. My goal is to have uh, 325 grams of carbs, so I still need 125. How am I going to fill 125 carbs with, say, I also need another 100 grams of protein and 20 grams of fat. Mm. I can't eat a steak because a steak would have less protein and more fat. How am I gonna do this? Yeah. Do I drink a protein shake or do I do this? Do I, do... you know, you go crazy. Is it's not worth your? It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You have much better things to do in life. Don't don't waste your energy on this. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh. You know. Watch out for that. <laughs> uh. Yeah. We've discussed most of most of the uh um uh, general tips for for uh you know getting a healthy food selection and then how to like approach eating. Uh, there's there's one last point about uh supplements which I was I, I have to say I'm not as big of a fan myself but mm-hmm. uh but you really wanted to put it there and uh let's let's hear why well I I wanted to put it here mostly because um we mentioned before that you know sometimes we need to go for frozen vegetables mm. so the difference the main difference between frozen and fresh vegetables I would say is probably a loss a a small loss of micronutrients in frozen vegetables um you know is nothing is better than fresh so if all you have is frozen vegetables right now which is still good you know eat your vegetables even as even if it's frozen but you should probably 
consider taking some health supplements just to reach a similar outcome as as if you would eat a very balanced mm. uh, a very balanced selection of say fresh vegetables so you know especially in the uk i think it's highly recommended to take vitamin d because you know you need sunshine um mm-hmm. you know weather is not really in your favor plus you're staying in yeah it doesn't really matter now because yeah you you won't be able to get, to get it. sunshine yeah so you need those little sunshines and those little pills to help you stay healthy so definitely vitamin d is I would say is a go-to. Whenever I'm in the UK, I start taking vitamin D mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just a, yeah, it's just me, but it's a staple in my in my everyday routine. And also omega three fish oil, I think, is quite nice as well. You know, people say it has positive impacts uh, in terms of mitigating cardiovascular issues, um, in terms of promoting good mental health, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm not sure if those are conjectures or if they're actually uh, if there are actual actual empirical evidence behind those. Um, but you know, there are various studies coming out and claiming this to be true, that to be true. So I would I would probably go for it. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a better safe than sorry thing. You yeah, know? It's, it's really yeah. mythical at this point. Um, <laughs> and other common stuff like vitamin B, vitamin C, and you know maybe if you if you're a lazy person like me, just go for vitamin complex, mm-hmm. which is like a multivitamin pill, and that's it. Yeah. So nothing crazy, nothing crazy. Yeah, definitely. I would say like the one thing you know it's is worth noting about is probably uh take take these uh supplements, but make sure you take them uh with instructions, right? So. If the instruction yeah, yeah. says with meal, definitely do it with meal. Otherwise, you are really just like eating, having these supplements, and your body is probably not gonna is is not gonna absorb absorb it probably, and you ended up taking it for nothing. Yes, yes, this is a this is a great thing to talk about. Actually, I've I've read a paper before talking about how um how most of these pills are basically. A waste of money if you don't take them properly mm-hmm. so because the because the micronutrients are so densely packed in these pills it becomes increasingly difficult for our bodies to actually absorb them and um, so it's even more important for you to take you know some of them with your food yeah in order to help you, you know, digest properly mm-hmm. but there are some occasions where you know or some outliers where it says oh make sure you take it with an empty stomach or whatever yeah just just read the whatever just follow those instructions yeah. properly mm-hmm. i think it should be fine yeah great uh so yeah that's uh everything that we have for uh eating healthy during the quarantine is there any out of everything that we discussed is there any particular point uh that you want to emphasize again and uh, just to make sure our audience get in well, I would definitely say eat your vegetables, eat your vegetables, and eat your vegetables. Mm, definitely. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like <laughs> this is something that I've not done well um, uh, up to now, and I'm going to start changing it. And, you know, maybe next time when we have another recording, I can update <laughs> on how my vegetable intake has been and has it, has it made a difference, uh, which I think yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah. Try, try those broccoli chips. It's going to change your life. <laughs> Yeah, with a, with a tiny sprinkle of uh, of garlic, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I think for me, um, you know, definitely, you know, having a health, uh, you know, healthy selection of food is is important. But really, the habit of eating is is also equally important, if not more. Uh, specifically, just having a, a slower pace to eat it, uh, to eat your food, and uh, and not rush it too much. I, I think it's hard for for people who are also working um, at home, and you know you wanna you wanna sort of uh, keep your lunch break as short as possible and uh, make sure you get your work done. And uh, you gotta realize, you know, these are trade offs you have to make, and your body is really your body is a temple, uh, and yeah, you should treat it with respect and. Yes. 
yeah, work can't wait to be honest. Like, uh, I think if there's if there's one thing that I've learned like throughout working at home is like, you know, take care of yourself is more、uh, more important generally than trying to rush some work through. Cause、uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's you can you can do it, but. Uh, every now and then, for like, if it's really urgent or something, but don't make it into a habit for sure, because yeah, yeah, it's gonna come back to bite you. For sure. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you don't have a healthy body, there's you can there's no work that can be done.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming onto the show. Uh, this is your fourth time, third time. Uh, you might be a regular now. <laughs> I think it's the third time. Yeah, third time. thanks for having me all these times. Yeah, yeah, cool. Thank you very much for coming onto the show. And、um, if you are listening on to the podcast on YouTube, we will also have、uh, we、we'll、also have the audio available on、uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Podcast, and Spotify. So find us、uh, find us there and leave any comments that you have on the show.、Uh, reach out to me on Twitter and. Yeah, happy to answer anything that I can, and we will see you next week. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Bye.